With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Empire. Deal back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assist from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took a in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What up is my? We're not going to be fucking sunk this year with a Stanley Cup champions! Yeah! This podcast is all over social media, so follow us on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod, Instagram at Beltway underscore sports underscore bros underscore podcast. Also, the Facebook group, just search Beltway Sports Bros Podcast. And you can also find us at BeltwaySportsBros.com. There's a podcast player right on the front page. If someone you know doesn't want to or know how to download a podcast app or even knows what a podcast is, just tell them to go to the website and hit play. Simple as that. Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vizana, and as always, my brother, Noel. Hey, Noel, how's it going today? How's your week? So far, so good. So far, so good. Good start to 2021 so far. Oh, yeah. So many good things. But um, (laughs) I'm sure you're having a better day than... Our good friend Doug Peterson. Oh, not to mention Dwayne Haskins. You Big know, D. <laughs> he's out there looking for. He's on the unemployment line right now, looking for a job. That was fast, though. What he got a tryout with the Panthers, you know, and they told him to go home. But hey, you got to put your <laughs> got to put yourself out there. He's he's pounding the pavement, man. Yeah, he thinks his resume is on Career Builder or something. Absolutely, <laughs> he should contact you. Uh, yeah, I can help him out. Seems like a relatively smart guy. I don't know if he could pass yeah. a background check at this point, but right, right. But um, yeah. So Doug Peterson. Hey, I, apparently, coaches just get fired after Washington beats them. Uh, Ron Rivera being one of them as well. Yeah, you know. Yeah, maybe they'll bring on Peterson as the uh, offensive coordinator. I wouldn't be opposed to that, honestly. He's not a, he's <laughs> not a terrible offensive coordinator. <laughs> Me either. But yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, that prick. It's so awesome. And it happened because of the Washington game. That's why I mean, it but, happened. I mean, they weren't they weren't being productive, but they had a lot of injuries. They had all that. And plus with COVID and everything else, the guy... They just won a Super Bowl three years ago. They just won a ago. Super Bowl. They did it. The things I would do. He had lost the he had lost the team because of that. Well, that circumstances in the Washington game. I well, I know. I'm, word on the street is that he was fighting with a lot of people, the... the upper level guys ownership and gms and things like that and they he was just sick of having to answer questions and he basically told him to go fire him oh nice so he said look this is what i did fuck off yeah that's the word on the street yeah. anyway who knows if it's true or not right, but right well i i can tell you that based on the mannerisms of that sideline and some of the interviews after the game he had lost his team at that point i don't know if he lost some earlier on and i don't know if putting the sudfeld in was a fuck you to the organization i have no idea but couldn't have happened to a better guy is my point. I still think it was like a Rudy situation. 
you know, promised him for years. Eventually, you're going to get in the game. And then he put him in. And I don't know if this, he that's definitely a direct- didn't get carried off the field like Rudy. No, that's for they sure. Wish they wish he was carried off in a gurney the way he was playing. <laughs> <laughs> Take it off into a gurney. Uh, so we're, we're going to get into. Uh, Hold on real quick. Real oh, quick. Okay. All right. Did you see this thing on uh, the Saints-Bears game? I saw the majority of it. Yeah. Well, did you know that it was on Nickelodeon? Yes, the (laughs) (laughs) F-bomb. Well, first off, I saw it live. I saw it live. You watched it on Nickelodeon? Well, I just wanted to see. Ryan and I are sitting there. He's like, hey, throw it on. They've got like the slime as the the first down marker. Did you see that? No, I I didn't even know. It was so gimmicky. Like the, um, the score was orange. You know, like the Nickelodeon. It was so yeah, gimmicky. Yeah. And they had like two punk kids. I don't even know who the hell they were from some Nickelodeon show. You know, they'll ask questions of the kids that are at the game. So like, what what do you like so far about the game? And the girl's like, yeah, um, I like the kicking. It seems pretty <laughs> hard. <laughs> like shit yeah, like best that. Best part of the game. And then right after that, a little bit later on, they're saying, hey, she's doing an impression of someone. I have no idea. Some rapper or something SpongeBob. way past my prime. So right after that, they're like, oh, that's so great. You did such a great job. And then they go to the ref. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> right on the ref's mic and the reaction from the announcers. Well, oh, uh, well. And they You just think pre- that they would have it on a delay on Nickelodeon. Right? I mean, there's no crowd. Right. You can hear everything. Exactly. And the gimmick that they had going, who the hell was going to watch this besides kids? Well, that was the purpose of exactly. it. Exactly. Oh, it was so hilarious. I tur- I, re- I said, did that just happen? I heard the F-bomb, but I wanted to hear the reaction of the announcers. Because they had a legit announcer. I forgot what the hell his name was. And then the kids were there, too. So he was so doing the-, the kids were announcing the game with no, this legitimate they guy? They were kind of like side people, but there was a play-by-play guy there as well. Like a legitimate CBS play-by-play guy that was actually doing the telecast in the game. And then he'd chime in and ask questions of the kids. That sounds so, horrible. Oh, my so God. It was, it was the, the premise was horrible, but that was the highlight of it. Oh, it was so good. So I watched that for a little bit. Saw the slime. And then um, that, I turned it off, but that was hilarious. I had to. I watched it back like three times. It was so great. Well, you got to start them early, I guess. Yeah. So a little bit later, we're going to do a little preview of the Caps. Apparently, uh, the season's starting. Brought that to my attention here. Yeah. You know? I mean, come on, Matt. Come on. And we've been but, immersed uh, in football. We got other sports in the Beltway area. Yeah. And, uh, you know, something we haven't talked about in a while, but we, we have to start thinking about life after football. You know, some topics <laughs> with the Caps uh, game is this Thursday. And we thought we'd, we'd get into that. But first, obviously, we got the playoff game that we have to talk about. And, and no, it's I don't believe it was on Nickelodeon. Was that no. on Nickelodeon? Okay. No. <laughs> Man, what a, what a crazy year, you know, what a crazy game. It yeah. really was. I mean, no one in the world expected Washington to win this game. Both of us expected them to lose. The thing that, that really stuck out to me for the first time, probably, I don't know, ever, Actually, like the whole country was behind Washington. If you look at social media, oh yeah, I mean, people were going crazy over Heineke. An amazing story, really. I mean, even more so he probably than uh, Alex Smith. Who would have thought he replaces Alex Smith that people even get more oh, behind this guy? Oh my gosh, they were talking about there needs to be a movie made about this guy. He's <laughs> this was Rudyish, <laughs> right? I tell you, he played his ass off, and it's the first time in a while. And I said that I was the least excited after the Eagles win of a division, 
but I can tell you I was the least heartbroken after a Washington loss Absolutely. in a playoff game or anything. I was completely – obviously, I would have been more satisfied if they won. I mean, that's a given. But I was satisfied it was after weird. the game. I've never I felt that okay. way after a loss. It was Yeah, I totally agree. We didn't even talk about this. No. Yeah, I just felt that it was – like, man, they didn't embarrass themselves on national television – worldwide television, for God's sakes, you know, you have Patrick Mahomes tweeting out shit about, you know, Heineke and it was just cool. And I think it was just because it was so unexpected. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And th- the guy just came out like like he did those nine minutes, like gangbusters, throws that bomb right away to your boy. Of course, he drops it. No, there was a couple situations where the receivers definitely didn't help him. And even the, even the interception, it was yeah. tipped. And I was like, okay, He's shown life. I wasn't worried about it. I wasn't like, oh, shit, here we go. Yeah. It wasn't that type that was of just interception. Unlucky. It, it was an tipped. unfortunate tip that went to the dude. The entire game, I was okay with it. I wasn't yelling. I wasn't like, oh, shit. The only play that I would really say that I was a little bit irritated with was the two-point conversion play. Logan Thomas on that two-point conversion play totally gave himself, was turned towards the center and said, it's coming to me, everybody. And then everybody and their brother knew. Beyond that play... It wasn't Heineke's fault. He still it struck no, it in no, there. No, it wasn't Heineke's fault. It was just a bad setup there. And that kind of... Missing that two-point conversion kind of put him behind the eight ball oh, the absolutely. remainder of the game. So that if I had to nitpick on a play that really dissatisfied me, not pissed me off to the point I wanted to throw the remote against the TV or anything, it would be that. I don't know why in, in that situation... Use his mobility. Let him run around back there and, you know, throw something in the back of the end zone or let him run it in. You know, just he was obviously proving that he could he was obviously proving he can get away from the defensive line, the linebackers and everything. I mean, some of those fucking plays that I don't know how he got out of those situations. Unbelievable. I mean, one of them was like, remember that play when um, when Barry Sanders pops up? Yeah, it wasn't that. But it kind of reminded me when he went through the D line and all of a sudden he just appeared. It was incredible. It was was awesome. But they should have run more bootlegs when they got closer down there. Mm -hmm. I mean, they could have run um, a couple of little RPO things. I think at one point, Matt, that they kind of stopped doing that because of the the left arm. I mean, shit, there was a slight separation there. He looked like he was in absolute agony, even on the bench before he had gone back to the locker room. I think it was when he dove in for that touchdown. That's when he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, and then he, he pops it back in, comes in, and just throws a fucking dime to Steven Sims. He's driving balls in. There's a couple where you're like, they take a little bit to get there, and then all of a sudden he's just driving balls, accurate as hell. Do I think he's sustainable going into next year and being a full time starter? I don't know. I mean, no one does. But no one but does. When you come in, you come in from that Panthers game with nine minutes left, and come in with them playing soft coverage and him still throwing over soft coverage. Right. He hadn't played in two years. Again, couldn't even start in his XFL team. You know, I said that last time, but it's true. And then he comes in in the biggest possible stage with everybody watching and he just starts slinging it. Yeah, just, hey, Alex, hold my beer. Yeah, I mean. And just goes in there and just, it's just old schools. (laughs) He just has, I've said this before, the guy has balls of steel. Yeah. And I guess the thing is, that was so cool about it that I mean, you're down to your fourth quarterback. In the annals of time in in the NFL, when has that ever happened? That a guy has gone toe-to-toe with a guy like Tom Brady and looked almost as good as him. And it didn't seem like a flash in the pan to me. And the thing that I really like about him, and I think I've mentioned this before, when I saw him in that nine minutes and he looked completely under control, and I feel like a, a tell of that from a quarterback is when they're pump faking when they're running. 
Yeah. Because when they go over the line of scrimmage, but they're still pump faking because they are in complete control of the situation. They're not scared that they're running. They're, they're scrambling. They're still faking out, guys. It's a, it's a small tell, but you don't see a lot of guys do that except for the top level guys. Right. You really don't. And that's something that, to me, it's like the moment's not too big for him. Expression never changed. Always had almost like a slight scowl mm-hmm. on his face the whole time, whether it was on the sideline or... I mean, the only time I ever saw his face change was even to more of a scowl because his shoulder was fucked up. But beyond that, I mean, he, he was just here. All business. All business. He was like a golfer, man. Not too many highs, not too many lows. Let's just go out there and do this thing. All biz. What do you think about this? Do you think that, obviously, he's a free agent. The whole world saw him. No one's going to give him $10 million a year or anything like that. And God forbid if we do. No, but I'm saying like, what do you do? You got to bring him back. Like, it's so hard. Stuff like this doesn't happen, right? It just doesn't. So now they're put in this situation. Whoever comes in to be the starter is fucked, right? Whoever they bring in, because it's always going to be this Taylor Heineke thing. It's like Doug Flutie as a backup. I mean, but uh, not Doug Flute, but you know what I mean. It's like you have this aura of the hero that's waiting in the wings for anything to happen to come out with the white shoes on, you know, and and bring you back to the promised land. And that's a tough place to be because right now he's lore over one game and nine minutes. And it's a tough place to be. I say you bring him back, sign him to a two-year deal on cheap. I don't think he has any expectations of getting paid a shitload of money. See what the market brings you. Hey, if you can get a decent amount of money off one game, the game of your life, and I don't know if it's the game of his life, but right now it's the game of his life because it's the only started one other game with Panthers in garbage time and nine minutes with us. So, hey, if he can go get paid, mazel tov. I ain't paying this guy a king's ransom. That's for damn sure. If I'm going to pay a king's ransom, I'll go out and trade for fucking uh, Deshaun Watson or some shit. I'm not paying this guy and put myself behind the eight ball for him. He's going to Miami. If, If he gets traded, he's going to Miami, unfortunately. Well, he has a trade clause, but we'll see. Whatever. I think that there's avenues and dynamics there that could change. I don't think Miami's just going to bail on two of that much and give up the world for Deshaun Watson, but that's another argument for another day. My point is, is <laughs> that I'm not going to put myself behind the eight ball for him. I'm going to pay Heineke backup money. That's what he's going to get paid. But you got to give him the opportunity to start. Why? Why not? You don't have to pay him like a starter is my No, point. no, no. You of pay course. him backup money. If of he course. goes into the preseason and lights it up, Okay, good for you, man. You earned it. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if somebody comes in and says, we'll offer you $5 million or something. A quarterback starved team somewhere. To go into that situation, I'm just saying it just doesn't happen. And, you know, hopefully they can just get him signed before he's able to talk to anybody else. I think that for him, the best course of action is, is to take less money and stay with Washington. Because like he said, he knows the system like the back of his hand. Okay. And that could be a lot of what we're seeing as well, which is fine. Yeah. Hey, you know the system good for you. And the only guy in the entire NFL that believed in him was Norv Jr. Exactly. So for him, I would be willing to showcase myself, take another one-year deal. Take a one-year deal, see what happens, and showcase yourself and see if you're the real deal. Believe me, the phone isn't ringing off the hook right now at, at, well, Heine- at Heineke camp. <laughs> You know, that every team is out there right now that is quarterback hungry, going to bring him in to all of a sudden be the starter. But he put on a good show and um, he helped himself. That's for sure. I'm just saying it's such an unusual situation. And, you know, it's really tough to gauge what to give this guy. 
and what other teams are going to do. It only takes one team to say, hey, we want you for three years, five million a year or some shit like that. You know what I mean? And hopefully they can just keep him in house, give him an opportunity. And the thing is, we've talked about this for years. How many Tom Brady's are out there that never got an opportunity because of one coaching or their draft position or the system sucks or they had a a guy who's getting paid $20 million a year in front of them. They're they're not going to see the light of day. You know, I'm telling you, there's more guys out there that have never gotten an opportunity, never gotten a shot because of circumstances. Of course, of course. But I'm not going to take a risk on the guy that played a game in nine minutes. I'll bring him back for what he deserves. And right now, he doesn't deserve much. He played a hell of a game. Good for you. You played a hell of a game. and, And I'm not denying that. I'm a fan. I think everybody and their brother's rooting for the guy. But... You have to be realistic about it. How many games would it take you or how many bad preseason games would it take you, Matt, to see, oh, this is why this guy was out of the league and a backup in the XFL? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. But there's just some some moxie that this guy has and some, you know, and I'm not saying he's not your franchise quarterback, but let him prove it. Yeah. Let him give him a shot. Give him a legitimate shot to show that he can do it again. And, and we belabored this, but my last thing is, is that my problem with giving him the opportunity as a shot, as a starter is, what if it doesn't pan out? Then what? You go into Kyle Allen for the remainder of the season? This is a team right now, okay, going to other positions on the team that this defensive line doesn't have many years left. You're going to start having to pay these boys. Yeah, there's a small So we don't window. got time to bullshit around to see if this guy's Rudy or not. All right. So if you bring him in, you pay him, and now what you're going to have a a quarterback battle between him and Kyle Allen, and then what? For me, the biggest weakness on this football team, and that's apparent based on the Tampa game, is the quarterback position. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you bring in another receiver. Absolutely. Basically, those two spots are my primary objectives right out of the gate in free agency. I'm going after a big quarterback a proven quarterback, and if he loses the job to Heineke in, in spite of that, great. What about like a, a Fitzpatrick? You draft somebody, that, get a Fitzpatrick. No. I'm just saying, because there's not a lot of quarterbacks out there. You have to trade for one. Like uh, Matthew Stafford, for instance, that might be an option, but you're going to have to trade for him. My point is, is whoever, you can name drop all the guys in the world. My point is that they got to bring somebody in that's a good quarterback. That's it. Whether they want to bring in a Fitzpatrick, for me, that's not the type of quarterback that I want in our system. He's a volume guy that can turn over the ball five times in a game, but he can throw you five touchdowns. It's not ideal. I'm just no, saying. But, like, so yeah. I'm not. I'm not necessarily picking names here. It's a little early in the game for us to start talking about free agency or anything. I'm not Sports Center. I'm not going to start talking about mock drafts a year in advance. But my point is, is that sorry, I didn't mean to offend. Yeah, yeah, no problem. My point. <laughs> <laughs> my point my point is is that that's my primary goal is to try to bring in somebody that's shown production in the league and go from there and if Heineke is that perennial backup or he comes into preseason like we have absolutely no choice but to play this guy we're sorry we signed this free agent quarterback to too much money dude you're our man I'd rather deal with that situation than this guy come out and look like he was at Old Dominion again and have Kyle Allen on one leg that's the circumstance I don't want to be in. I don't disagree with that at all. Um, you can't depend on Kyle Allen and Tyler Heineke to be your quarterbacks next year. I, right. I totally agree with that. I'm just saying there's not a lot out there. I don't know what else, sure. uh, unless you trade for it. And, you know. Hey, I think it's a good problem to have. And this team, after this game, showed 
And it's amazing, you know, at work, guys are like, wow, man, this team's got some talent. It's probably the Feels first, good, right? Probably the first game that some people have even watched, you know, yeah. some, some of the non-Washington fans, and they don't even watch the games out of spite. So yeah. this is a game that they're forced to primetime game on a Saturday. Hey, it's either watch this or, I don't know, watch uh, some kids show. <laughs> so they figure I'm going to watch Washington or watch Brady. And um, I go to work and I'm like, wow, man, this team's got some ballers on it. You know, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? We do. Yeah. So I feel pretty good about it. So I went into work today, usually after a loss. I'm like, don't even fucking talk to me, man. <laughs> but after this one, I was like, sure. I embraced it. You mentioned the quarterback and the wide receiver. I think their biggest need of is a just a stud middle linebacker. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. that run defense, well, that'll cure what ails you. If um, you have like a Keekly type, I'm not saying Keekly, of course, but somebody... <laughs> Somebody in that in that mold that's smart that is is just a fucking bowling ball. You need that because that's their Achilles heel all year. You can say that they're a top five rushing defense yeah. and all that. When a team wants to run and has the ability to, they're going to run on this team. And that was what killed them. I mean, they had over 500 yards of offense against them. Um, opened up a lot in the passing. I mean, they have. I mean, their receivers are ridiculous. They're loaded. With Tampa. They're loaded. Um, and they did what they could. They held them up. What three out of four in the red zone, as they typically do. But at the end of the day, they couldn't get off the damn field. Yeah, they just couldn't. They couldn't get pressure on Brady. I mean, that another thing. But you're absolutely right. In the off season on the defensive side, I mean, that's their big. That that's a glaring need. I don't know what's going to happen with the Landon Collins situation, especially now with curl and everything else i mean, I mean curl's got to be your starter yeah I'm, no absolutely and I've, I've been saying and i think that it's a legitimate thing you can't release him because it'll be huge dead cap money you put him at linebacker well i i don't know he's not going to gain 50 pounds in the offseason matt he doesn't so, need I'm, to gain 50 pounds he, um, 20 pounds I, I, okay like. if, if you want to run stopper at the middle linebacker position you're talking about like heineke's of the world and shit like that if you want to put your eggs in landon collins playing middle I'm, linebacker i'm not saying middle i'm saying i'm saying outside linebacker oh, okay you're not tackling every single time. You're covering tight ends, in which he's well, great at. I, but uh, yeah, exactly. What, I'm what, saying what, <laughs> outside linebacker could be could be uh, something. Well, that he we'll could see. Do. But I think that you're right. They need to um, on the defensive side. I think they could even go out and get another safety. Would be great. Uh, I don't think the Everett's. I mean, I know how much Doc loves him, and you do too. He's a beast. Could we go out and get a safety? I think we've been asking for one since Sean Taylor, and I think it's time now. I think it's time. No offense to the no offense to Everett and his all pro abilities, but you know, I, I think eh, it's time. Jeremy Reeves had ten tackles in that game. Yeah, you know. keep, keep on plugging in guys off the street. I hey, you do what you <laughs> gotta do. I think those are four positions that we talked about that could greatly enhance this team, and especially in an NFC East where I just don't see it taking leaps and bounds. Well, the Eagles are definitely in rebuild mode at this point. I mean, yeah. they're gonna they are so against the cap, they're gonna have to release some high profile guys. And, you know, I think they're gonna be done for a while, especially if this cap goes down, which it will. Um they're gonna be yeah, Dallas, gonna be struggling. Dallas with uh Dak. Maybe Dak. Where, maybe that's an option. I'll take him. Shit. You I, know? I don't know where his, his leg is at. They gotta make sure they make a documentary on Dak first before they bring him into Washington. Oh, it's though, already right? been done. He's a cowboy, you know. Oh, uh, okay. It's no <laughs> No, but I, I think that he's apparently going to be fine. I mean, they're going to obviously test the leg and, sure, and to do course. all that shit. He didn't have any any concerns I, of death or amputation, so I would be ecstatic if, like Ryan loves to say, for whatever reason, he calls him Deshaun. He Deshaun. calls him. De- 
I would Deshaun be ex- Jackson. Deshaun, yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Please, no. Deshaun Watson. If they could work that, I'd give up. In that case, what would you give up for him? Two first rounders, a first this year, probably a third. I don't know what Washington has. Like I said, I'm not Todd McShay or whatever the hell is. They name have two it. thirds. Okay, they have two thirds. Give up a first and a third this year and a first next year. I don't think that'll be enough. Well, that's a starting point. Yeah. I'm saying. I think that plug and play, man. Oh, I mean, it'd I be mean, ridiculous. you kidding me? Are you kidding? Rivera me? loves his mobile quarterbacks too. I mean, hey, that's just... and Cam is out there. Oh, for God's sakes, let's not even talk about it. Did you see that, by the way? Um, Who said this? One of the main reporters tweeted out that there's rumors that Cam's going to be signed with Washington for two years, like $40 million. 50 million. 50. It was was 40, and it could be up with incentives up to 50 million. Get the fuck out. Are you insane? The guy got the veteran minimum with uh, New England and sucked with the probably the greatest coaching staff you could ever have. I'm not a Cam fan, but that offense was deplorable. Deplorable. Okay. It's like the receivers of last year that couldn't even get off the line of scrimmage for Washington and like couldn't get open within a foot of the corner. This offense was deplorable. And did he do his best with it? No. My point is, is that they were very, very bad. He's so inaccurate. No, no, no. Uh, he, I, I don't never, wanna... never. And the thing is, and my argument to that is, okay, Rivera would have signed him this year at the veteran minimum if that was the case. If he really wanted him, he would have brought him in. He was sitting on the street. Uh, I think that was a different circumstance because there was already criticism about what they were going to do with Dwayne. Why bring in Kyle Allen? All that shit with that. And I think that would have just added additional controversy that didn't need to be there. Now you're stockpiling Cam. You've already traded for Kyle Allen. You've already got everybody in place that you want. Now you're going to have a three-man competition. Cam coming in. Everybody already thought that Haskins was odd man out with Kyle Allen coming in. So I think that was part of the circumstance in which it was like, look, man, we're already kind of late in the game here, and I'm already getting criticism that I brought in your backup in. So uh, that was a little different. But now it's free game. I, I, I just don't want I don't him. know. I wouldn't be shocked. I hope it doesn't happen. No. But going to the season, I love the ending. Wish it would have gone on further. I would have loved to have seen what they could have done in the next round with a, just an added game of momentum. But, you know, with us being on this podcast and the ups and the peaks and the valleys and the ebbs and flows that we've had of this season, Matt, I'm glad that it ended the way that it did. I really am. I'm happy. I'm happy. And it's tough to make me happy. That's for sure. I mean, to end the season the way that they did, like you said, we didn't even talk about this prior. I mean, I genuinely was okay with it. Yeah. I was fine. I didn't feel bad. This team, very different from other teams. Is a very young team. I mean, we've got holes. The quarterback thing is is concerning. It's not like we have our franchise quarterback sitting there. That's the one thing that worries me a little bit. But everything else, how they've drafted the, the free agent pickups, I feel like we're in really good hands right now. They went to the playoffs. Snyder's not going to start in, you know, moving up into drafts and bullshit like that because you can't say jack shit right now. One thing I am concerned about is the Kyle Smith situation. If they bring in that guy, whatever his name is, a GM from the Panthers, and that seems like it's already a done deal, what do you do with Kyle Smith? Is he going to be pissed off that he got passed over? Obviously, their drafts have been very good top to bottom outside of Geis and Haskins, and those were Snyder-Allen picks. And Kyle Smith has run some really tight drafts. 
deep drafts, finding diamonds in the rough. And I hope that he's he sticks around and isn't butthurt about that he's not going to be the general manager. We'll see. It'd be really tough to lose him. So that's my big concern there. But obviously quarterback and everything else. I mean, this team's on the up and up. Nothing but young guys, and I'm excited. Well, I mean, the only the only concern for me is, I mean, the big concern for me is what the schedule is going to look like. If they get the personnel that they need, the schedule is going to be a tough one coming up because regardless of 7-9 and nine or not, they've got a first-place schedule coming up. And that's going to be something that is uh, going to have to be looked at. Schedules are always <laughs> teams that look like they're going to be dominant suck the next year because of injury or, or whatever. It, it, schedules never really worry me because the NFC East is going to be trash. The Giants might be a little bit better. The Cowboys, you know, if Dak comes back, maybe that's a concern. But I mean, the Eagles are going to be horrible. Who knows? They'll probably win the fucking East next year is how things go. But I don't know. I'm not overly concerned. It's just two games. Um, I don't even know who, who are they who they play in division wise next year. I will figure it out. But it's I know they're yeah, playing you're going the East. down a rabbit hole. I don't need to. I just I, I just know that the first place schedule, I'd rather have a last place schedule. That's all. That's all I know. Well, the thing was, they were supposed to have one of the worst schedules this year and they it ended up being one of the hardest. Yeah. So it's always the same shit every year. You know, it's such a yeah. up and down. Yeah, I know. Well, in the meantime, hey, take this. You can go into the offseason with a little bit of a sweet taste in our mouths instead of a bitter one. And uh, we'll talk a little Washington, sprinkle it in here and there, and maybe there'll be some breaking news here and there. Hopefully no more broken legs, though. Oh, some breaking news. Sean Dion Hamilton was released uh, on Monday. So just... <laughs> Please. We're done. We've been talking about this for 45 minutes here. It was a joke. That wasn't really breaking news, is what I was uh, saying. That is kind of breaking news, because I thought the guy played well, but... It's almost that time when you put your name in a grid and hope that your box hits the final score, but you don't have to wait until February to start winning. With boxes, you can play box pools every day for every game. Boxes is completely free to play, and you can win big. Washington football fans who download the app from the App Store or go to boxes.com, that's B-O-X-I-Z.com, and use our code BROS20 to get free bonus boxes where you can win cash and prizes. We'll have new games every week and incredible prizes in the playoffs. And for the big game, that will include tickets to next year when fans can finally return in 2021. So go to boxes.com for more info or download the app now. B-O-X-I-Z. Use the code BROS20 when you sign up and when you enter our contest. It's free for you and your friends to get in and win. Boxes. It's anyone's game. All right. Well, moving on to the hockey team in D.C. There actually is one. If you listen to the show, you probably wouldn't know that, but uh, it's the Washington Capitals. So the season is set to start on Thursday against the Buffalo Sabres. Last season, they ended with a 41-20-8 record, which was first in the Metro Division, fifth straight year, uh, third in the Eastern Conference. Their season ended pretty abruptly, losing in five to the New York Islanders. After that, three days later, Coach Todd Reardon was fired and Pete LaViolette was hired. Fun fact may not know this. He's only the second coach in Ovechkin's career that the team has hired that it wasn't his first year as an NHL head coach. That I didn't know. Wow. That's yeah. interesting. So they love getting coaches on the cheap over there. You yeah. know, so it's uh, so hopefully La Violette will give them a, a little boost there. So we'll see. But I mean, a boost. They've missed the playoffs like one time in the last 13 years or whatever. So it's not now boost is what we're talking about is Winning the damn cup, right? I'm, yeah. They always seem to make the playoffs. Yeah. It's it's just when you actually get to the playoffs, can can they continue on? Which you know, 2018, I believe, was a good year. But Brayden Holpe, 
wasn't re-signed, and they signed veteran goalie and Caps destroyer Henrik Lundqvist, signed a one-year deal to compete with Samsonov at least, or help him because he's a he's a youngin. But but we learned not long after that that he required open heart surgery, which luckily was successful. But it's going to be unfortunately out for the year. So I think uh, he's I think he's done. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he's I think done. he should call it a career. Pretty good career, you know. Yeah. Signed some defenders, some blue liners, as we like to call them. Trevor Van Remsdick, <laughs> if I said it correctly there, and then Justin Schultz. But they had a huge loss with Kempney, who tore his Achilles in the off season. So um, and here we are, no bubble this year, right? Yeah, they're just going to yeah, give yeah. it the old college try, like the NBA. <laughs> We'll see. NBA's starting off a little rocky too, but yeah, uh, it's already unraveling. Yeah, but. I know, I know. But, but what, I, what are your thoughts on the old Capitals here and their chances? Well, I can tell you, based on the division that they're in right now, they did the realignment because of traveling and things. I'm not 100% sure if it's going to stay this way. I hope it doesn't, but they're in the Eastern Division now, which is comparatively speaking to the other divisions that are out there. It's like in the World Cup speak, it's like the group of death. Yeah. It's a very tough division. I mean, you've got the Sabres, the Islanders, the Flyers, the Bruins. So it's going to be a tough sled. They actually call it, you know, I don't know if you know this, Matt, but all the divisions have sponsor names. I have heard this, yes. Yeah, yeah. They're called the Mass Mutual Eastern Division. This is the era that we're in. You know, that everything has to have a sponsor name, even divisions. So well, you're, you're a soccer guy. They've been wearing um, sponsors forever on there. I didn't know that they sponsored a division name, Mass well, Mutual Eastern Division. It has a nice ring to it, I think. Yeah. It really rolls off the tongue. <laughs> It's like what so, was that? What was that one uh, bowl game? It was the uh, something. It must have had like fifteen things. Is it the Poinsettia Bowl? Do you remember that? Oh yeah. What had, the fuck was that yeah, called? Yeah, I I can't. Remember. It was awful. It was like <laughs> yeah. It took like a sentence to get it, it out. But yeah, I love those bowl games. I mean, as far as the personnel that you were kind of going over some of the uh, ads and losses and things, but for the most part, the front line, the first lines, and the second line are primarily the same. I mean, yeah. you've got it's business <laughs> as usual. Business as usual. You got Ovechkin, Backstrom, and Oshie as the front line. Hopefully Backstrom can stay healthy. He was out for a period of time, but he doesn't have like a a history of being out. So their front line is their front line. They're going to score goals. You know, and just real quick, Mm -hmm. let's just looking at Ovechkin's numbers, right? It's so unfortunate. He would be making a run at Gretzky at this point, right? Yeah. If they didn't have the lockout season and the shortened season with the COVID shit. So yeah. it's really unfortunate. And he ain't a spring chicken anymore. He's you know? all gray. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's like a Russian grizzled version. But And you've got Orloff and Carlson as the defenders, right? The great first line. Same old, same old shit. And I'm going to make a prediction right now. Oh, predictions. I didn't know we were doing this. No, no. John Carlson is going to win the uh, the Norris Trophy. He was in the voting last year. I'm calling it right now. That's my prediction is that he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year and he's okay. going to win the Norris Trophy. So I'm going to hold you to that one. Noel. Okay. Yeah. Call it out. Hey, you have to do research like I did. Remember the whole seven and nine thing? Oh, yeah. You got to check them back. Oh, yeah. So be a red flag in this episode. I think that this team is going to be good. They're always good. They're a veteran team. I mean, you've got Verana and Kuznetsov on the second line. Score goals. Verano had a great season. I think he's only going to get better. This team's going to be good. Tom Wilson's back. Cracking some skulls. Absolutely. And I think the biggest question mark going in, and it's the question mark that we had last year, is the goalie spot, right? You've got the young kid, Samsonov, that I think is going to have a short leash. You've got this young kid. He played well in the starts that he had. 
but I think this team is too veteran and too win now to experiment with this. I think he's a long-termer, but I think right now, I think the Lundquist situation, if that had transpired, he would have been in, and then Samsonoff would have been that transition guy. Unfortunately, he has to come in a year earlier. So they might have to go out and get a good veteran if this doesn't pan out this year because they don't have time to be bullshitting around. Well, you know, he played his balls off the starts that he did have. I think he had like a rough February or something, yeah. but he was he's he's young and was he 24 years old, 23 maybe. I mean, his backup was in the AHL. So there's not a lot of depth there. And yeah, if they uh, are running into problems with Samsonov, they're going to have to go out really quick. But the problem is they have no salary cap space. They're literally at zero. Well, I think they're trying out a couple of guys. I apologize. I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but I know they were having tryouts for a third goalie spot to see if they could bring in a veteran. So they are looking, but at some point in time, they might need to make a trade. If that's their glaring issue, if they can stay healthy, there were two vulnerabilities in their lineup. It was goaltending for a period of time, and it was penalty killing. So if they can sustain on that, and a lot of times that comes with the goaltending. Well, most of hockey does. What are we talking about? But I do have one more. One more Mm. name drop. Okay. They signed, which I'm calling another prediction. This is going to be everybody's fan favorite, Zaderno Chara. 43 years old, 6'9", played for the Bruins. Everybody sees him as a Bruin. He's going to go down as a Bruin. Does he wear a helmet? Yes. He's, he's not like Rod Langway. Yeah. So yeah, he wears a, he wears a helmet, but he's a bruiser, man. Gloves off. He'll take your fucking head off, man. It's amazing how long these guys play. Oh, it's man. It's such a brutal sport. It's crazy. Like, I think Yamir Yager just retired like a year ago. <laughs> but but this guy is going to rip some heads off and he's going to go in there. He's not doesn't have a problem fighting. Love those guys, the goons. He'll probably only play like 15, 20 minutes a game. Just long enough to go out there and just bash somebody's skull in. I mean, who doesn't love those guys? Hopefully uh, he takes that off of Tom Wilson's plate because he's uh, constantly missing games because of that bullshit. Exactly. So. Yeah, you got to bring in a couple of guys that, you know, weather the storm yeah. off of other guys. Like, dude, if I get in another fight, I'm going to be out for a game. Can you take <laughs> this one for me? <laughs> yeah. It's your goon night. <laughs> But like you said, business as usual, you know, the top six forwards are still there. They were the second best offense in the league behind the Lightning, who won the whole damn thing last year. So offense is never usually the problem. Apparently, uh, La Violette likes to play an aggressive style of defense with them being kind of active in the offensive zone. So kind of like a press coverage in football, if you will. So concerns me a little bit because you have a a young goaltender back there. He's going to be a sitting duck if these defenders aren't doing what they're supposed to do. So he likes to push that shit up. I agree with you. They've got to know their their personnel as well and help this kid out. You're yeah. absolutely right. And LaViolette as well, he's used to coaching veteran teams, right? And he's had success in the past with Stanley Cup in his first year with the Hurricanes. That was the very first year. Then obviously he was let go later. But then also with the Predators, his first year he went to the Stanley Cup. So I think this first year is going to be good. He'll just get fired two years later. Hey, that's fine. By then, half of these guys will be on walkers anyway. By then, they'll have like little skis on the bottom of the walkers. Skis. You know, and this is Ovechkin's potentially his final year, his last year in his contract. It is. So come on. Trust me, he's going to test this guy out to see if it's worth it or if, you know, maybe he's got to go somewhere else to win another Stanley Cup. Well, that's a good transition, Matt, because as far as what this team's going to do this season, if let's just say everything goes normal, no major issues with COVID and we're just business as usual, minus the crowds, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like I said at the start, 
this division, man, I don't see them being able to win the division. They won five straight in the Metro. I don't see them winning the Eastern division. I see them probably coming around the third range with like Boston or maybe the Flyers in front of them because you still even got the Islanders there. They always kick the shit out of Boston, though. It's never No, no, never I'm talking about as far as standings. Yeah. Well. As far as standings, you're probably going to look around the third range, I'm thinking, which is fine. In this division, it's going to be grizzled. It's going to be war. This is like the SEC, man, this year. I'm telling you. This division is crazy. You got the Rangers. You got Pittsburgh. You got the Sabres. It's nuts. And some of these other ones are just weak. But again, they did. They tried to do the best they could geographically. Yeah. If it were the Metro, I'd say lock. Put them in as the number one again. It's almost better that they have a more difficult regular season anyway, because we've seen time and time and time again when they've won the president's trophy and all that stuff, they just get smashed in the first round and knocked out quickly because they're on cruise control the last month of the season. And then you got a, an eighth seed that's been scratching and clawing. Yeah. Every game is a playoff game at the end. And they kind of yeah, just got calloused from it, you know, and they're ready to rock and roll. And that's that's how they won in 2018. They did not have a yeah. stellar regular season. I mean, for them anyway, it was considered kind of a down year for them. And, and the thing with the NHL is, I think what last year, every eighth seed beat every one seed. The NHL is such just a crapshoot because uh how the puck caroms and who stands in front of the goalies and you know it's it's, it's, it's all it's, about matchups and momentum and luck there's yeah. a lot of oh, luck absolutely absolutely but it's all about matchups and momentum and obviously goalie play if the goalie's hot going into the playoffs that can take you rounds man yeah they know that from Lundquist for exactly like four straight years because yeah. that guy would just slaughter them yeah that's just happy he was on our team but at least he's not out there anymore I guess hopefully this season can go without a hitch they're an older team so they can't deal with this covid shit they have some depth which they've added and still kept and held on to so hopefully if there's a covid hit or a couple of injuries it's not going to decimate them but this team ovechkin's no spring chicken this front line's no spring chicken where these guys might have to take some days off especially with it's a little bit more condensed so hopefully that yeah. will it will benefit so maybe some of these other teams catch a little bit of the sickness if you know what I mean. <laughs> NHL players are pussies like NBA players. Uh, They'll be playing well, every COVID's fucking game. COVID. I mean, <laughs> well, that's yeah. a different story. Yeah. But, but a condensed schedule, and I'm not playing because of injury. They don't even call them lower no, body or upper absolutely. body injuries. They don't absolutely. give a shit. Absolutely no, they don't care, man. They're a different breed, and it's that's what makes it great. That's what yeah. makes it great. Even the refs. Completely different breed, completely different relationship with the players, which makes it so great. Remember Everybody, those HBO documentaries? Like, oh my God, yes. Penguins against the Caps, and yeah, they would just yeah. F-bomb every other word, and they're yeah, screaming if, at the players. And If you don't even like hockey, just check out the Winter Classic documentary that they had leading up to the Winter Classic between the Caps and the Penguins. It was awesome. The behind-the-scenes... HBO yeah. documentary. Make sure it is the... Unedited version because yeah. every other you think we cuss a lot. Please don't watch the unedited <laughs> version in front of your kids. Yeah, do yourself a favor. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere, but I mean that that thing was awesome. But yeah, man, I, I wish they would do more of those. But I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. It yeah. should be fun. It, now that the uh, football team's done and the Wizards suck, and, and the Wizards uh, suck, so at least we hey, there's another team that'll make the playoffs. Hey, that I'll guarantee. Washington Capitals <laughs> are making the playoffs. We can always count on the Caps to have a solid if not great regular season. It's just... You're damn right. Hey, It's just that's to the, the playoffs is the problem. Right. Let's hope it changes this year. New coach, same look, but you know maybe a little more aggressive. And another thing is, he's not going to be buddy-buddy with these guys. And that's his big thing. And that's why he can't last. But he's always good his first year. Yeah, so yeah. mark that down. 
Whatever that means, I don't know. I'll tell you one thing. Hell of a positive show. DC Sports Town, man. (laughs) (laughs) We are the Beltway Sports Bros. No, we got to talk about everything. Yeah, yeah. And it was all positive. Playoffs, playoffs, you know, this, Uh, that, the other. On Friday, we're going to have a full-on DC Defenders episode, so just be (laughs) aware of that. Matt Matt will be on (laughs) solo that day. Uh, one day we'll have it he can talk about all the xfl and wrestling anybody wants i did check out my single episode my solo episode that was uh a lot of xfl talk and what else i think i had some wrestling thrown in there was pretty good critically acclaimed episode Noel. i still haven't heard it so (laughs) i couldn't tell you All right. Well, thank you for your support as always. And um, that's going to do it for this episode. We're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, please share it on social media. Again, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook group, and our website, BeltwaySportsBros.com. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you on Friday.